Is it Wednesday again already? It's Wednesday! This is Amy. And Lexi. And this is Confessions of Retail. All the tea. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the, the shit, shit show. Hello. Hey, everybody. Super excited. Episode 21. We're on the second half of season two. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> that was Lexi, not Amy. Yep. Just saying. Yep. <laughs> what up with it? <laughs> well. Amy. Yeah. How's work been? So, done. Yeah, you're not even working anymore. <laughs> but I did joke. have something else to talk about. But um, so social distancing and so on. Keep six feet from everybody. Blah blah blah. Um, we have our our counter, you know, where people bring up their stuff for to hang up to for us to ring up. Yeah. Well, so we had stuck a piece of tape on the ground, you know, back like two feet from the counter for people to stand behind well people do not understand what a fucking like what they just ignore it they just yeah they're like oh oh that's not for me they either see it and they don't fucking care or they're not seeing it and they don't fucking care either way they don't fucking care (laughs) y'all should really fucking give a fuck okay like <laughs> this is for both of us. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like for real. <laughs> they act like it's such a serious inconvenience. Like we're not literally considering you in this. <laughs> I get it. Masks are not cool. The whole six feet thing sucks. But you know what else sucks? Death. Huh. Illness. Huh. Those are way worse. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> um. So since that piece of tape wasn't working, what did my district manager do? She comes to my store <laughs> and she sets our M&M guy right in front of the fucking counter. Yes. Because he's like two feet wide. You know what? I mean? so, She's like, grab the measuring stand. <laughs> so sets him right in front of the counter. So that way people have to stand behind the M&M guy. Lexi. <laughs> let me tell you something. I can see it in your face. You know, you remember a couple episodes ago, you were talking about how my face reveals every word I want to say. We have a very similar feature there, okay? You said my name, but what you were really saying was, this bitch. It was a guy. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Karen and Carl are all the same, aren't they? It's Chad. Okay. um... Karen and Chad. If you come up to a register... And you see something there. Are you going to move it? I might have a question for the cashier, but I'm not going to move their shit. (laughs) Especially right now (laughs) in pandemic times. A guy comes up to the register for me to ring him up. But before placing placing his stuff on the counter, he moves the M&M guy out of the way. And steps immediately up to the counter. (laughs) Like, I'm talking, the counter is only, like, you know, a foot wide or a foot and a half or so wide, right? So that's why we have the tape at two feet, because that makes it to where you're at least, like, three, four feet away from me, you know? It's still <laughs> within the six feet. But not 
not Chad. <laughs> Fuck you, Chad. <laughs> um, he fucking comes up, moves the Eminem man, and puts his belly up onto the counter, and he's just standing there, like, in my space. <laughs> and I just stare at him. And he was like, he puts his stuff down, and he goes, hi, how are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. How, how are you? <laughs> And and he goes, doing good. And he was like, this Eminem guy was in my way. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and and he go, I was like, it was there for a reason. And he was like, oh, was it? And I was like, yeah, you know, social distancing and such, considering you're like a foot away from me right now. <laughs> and he goes, oh, and then he moves it back. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I was just like, how clueless can you be? I understand that it's an Eminem man and it's not in its usual spot and what a weird place for an Eminem man to be right in front of the register. But he was not in the way. You know what I mean? He was pushed all the way up against the counter. Like, the, that just helped to keep you from coming up against the counter. But you did it anyway, didn't you, But Chad? you did it anyway. God damn it. Why? <laughs> So that was fun. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's supposed to be there. <laughs> See, my face does do a different thing, though. When people do like that level of stupid shit, my eyebrow does the little furrow thing where it starts like shivering <laughs> and you can like visibly see the annoyance. I'm like, why are you in public right now? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face, please. Put the Eminem guy back. This guy is a clueless guy. I'll tell you that. Because he's come tell. in the past like three times that I've been at work. And uh, yeah, he's he's clueless. Look, okay. Some people have literally spent this whole quarantine smoking a lot of weed. So <laughs> well, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that there are some of those among us. <laughs> Who have no idea what's going on. They're just here for the party. <laughs> Anywho. Um, other than that, yeah, I did my last shift at the store. How was it? Yeah, it was bittersweet. Yeah. Kind of sad. I A lot of memories. Job. Yeah, the job. I mean, I didn't have your job, but I definitely find it bittersweet going into one of the stores now that I'm not on the employee yeah. side. It's not the same. The customer yeah. experience and the employee experience are totally different ballgames. Right. But so, all done. <laughs> well, now now to focus everything on the move. A different venture. <laughs> mm. Peanut butter and jealous. I want to know what it's like to move my whole family across the country. It's a fucking anxiety ridden shit show i know it's a roller coaster right now but you know it's gonna be so good once you guys get settled it's gonna be good yeah um so but other than that i didn't really have any work related anything else but let me tell you something <laughs> i almost did a whoops oh um when i left your house Last week, mm -hmm. 
you know, I stopped and grabbed me some drive through to eat on the way home because it's an hour drive and I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, well, I, my, my gas light came on. It dinged at me and I was like, oh, gotta stop for gas. So I stop at the BP mm-hmm. and um, I pull up to one of the, one of the pumps, not even fucking thinking about it. I just grab the pump and I go to try and put it in. It wouldn't fucking fit. It wouldn't fit in there. I I thought at first maybe I just wasn't getting it at the right angle. No. I grabbed the fucking diesel pump. I almost tried to put diesel in my Jeep. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that didn't work. (laughs) I'm like, oh shit, that was almost bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, okay, I've been driving since I was 15 years old. Right? I got my permit at 15. I've been driving since then. I'm 32 years old. I've never done that before. But I was just kind of in, like, mindless mode. Plus, where I'm at, like, what I'm used to is diesel pumps are usually, like, yellow or green or whatever, right? Um, but not at BP. BP, the diesel pumps are black and the regular pumps are green. And I didn't notice that before, even though I've pumped at BP many times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I get home and I tell my husband about it and it was so funny. He, <laughs> I was like, it's a good thing that they make them different sizes. And he was like, yeah, they did that specifically for people like you. <laughs> and I said, I am their target demographic. Shing, <laughs> <laughs> <Jinx>, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> but so, yeah, I almost destroyed my car (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) it was in i just couldn't get it in you know what i mean yeah no i don't know what you mean there's a fucking reason (laughs) yeah there is (laughs) so segue from your car onto the one i no longer have i haven't really talked about this on pod i know i kind of talked about getting in the accident yes but so i wanted to talk about the position it put me in oh my gosh so it's been uh fun to deal with um, lexi's been grounded i have i i guess i picked a good time quarantine to uh, <laughs> be grounded through it all but upon getting my license back i found out all the uh fun shit that came with it and sr22 being one of them and that is not something that is reasonable the prices are insane mm-hmm. oh my gosh it's highway robbery so yeah um it's been fun trying to figure this stuff out the car that was in the accident it was minor collision damage my uh side panel on the passenger front end took most of the brunt i'll still my- never forget the way that the car looked like your car and the other guy's car like it looked like <clears throat> you know when two friends are walking towards each other and they're like hey like two dudes you know walking towards each other hey and this is obviously pre-pandemic because now we don't touch but you know they're like hey and they'd reach out their hands and they would do their little like slap grab and pull and then the the shoulder bump to end it with. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like you guys literally were like, "Hey, I haven't seen you in forever." Slap, grab, and pull. <laughs> What's crazy is the damage was the exact same on both of our cars. It was. His was a Jeep Patriot. Yeah. See. <laughs> um, that was wild because I did not think my little Buick would put that much damage into it, but it was literally just the point of collision. We literally like hit 
at our passenger front door hinges. But the guy that I wrecked into was such a sweet little old man. He was a double war veteran. Like, he was so fucking nice, right? His insurance company tried to come after me. They said, due to his description, I purposely parked in his way. I didn't park shit, bitch. I slid. It was icy. I'm sorry. Do you want to try me right now? (laughs) (laughs) It was snowing. Every single, like, it was an accident. And let me tell you how accusatory the whole process has been the bmv was accusatory yep. my company was accusatory yep the shitstorm that came from that yep was ridiculous and now i have to have this sr22 for fucking three years like, three years that's stupid <laughs> ah i'm about to get a chauffeur <laughs> i bet they're cheaper i'm about to uber everywhere anywho before we do in the news, I want I I had um something that I found on Reddit that I wanted to discuss. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Okay. We we are women, and we have worked in retail, and bum, bum, we bum, 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 bum. sorry. <laughs> we get hit on. You know, we don't even have to be at work. Actually, we get hit on, but still, <laughs> we get hit on while we're at work, and while we're at work, we have to wear masks, right? So, this is a fun new frontier. Even with your face half-covered, people still find a way to comment on your supposed server smile. Have you ever gotten a comment like... Well, no. Okay. Um, What do you think about this comment, Lexi? Uh Uh-oh. I bet you have a pretty smile hiding under that mask. I'm going to need a 12-foot distancing pole for that one. (laughs) Definitely. That is super rapey feeling. I don't know why, but Insane. like that is exactly what that makes me feel. You're dangerous. Like Guys. every time some dude says a comment like that, they think they're sounding like sexy or flirty, but they're coming off as super creepy. Just stop. Right? Just don't. Just don't. Did you know that if you point out my shoes and how great they look, I am 100% more interested in you than if you tell me how cute my smile could be. Right? <laughs> or or how nice my smile is if you have seen it. Yeah, that too. You have a great mouth. I wonder what else you could do with that great mouth. Knock you the fuck out and cuss you out while I'm doing it? Like <laughs> I could bite it off. That's what I could do with this great mouth. <laughs> you Nikki snip snip. <laughs> So, like, if some guy, if I was at work wearing my mask and he said, I bet you have a a good smile under that mask, you know, I would probably say, I bet you have a small dick under those pants. (laughs) (laughs) People can only stand for so much, you know, they can only take so much. And women go through a lot. A lot of harassment. Like, just for being a woman, you're going to get harassed. I'm not saying guys don't have struggles, too, you know? But a woman can literally be wearing regular-ass fucking clothes and still get raped and still get fucking blamed for it. I'm sorry, but if you are a rapey sympathizer, you're not going to want to listen to the next five minutes of this. It has nothing to do with what she's wearing. No! Our rape culture is started literally the moment you don't tell the boy that that was wrong. Consent matters. Boundary matters. 
And I'm not saying men don't experience harassment too, but as far as the volume goes, oh, hell no. It doesn't even scratch the surface of what women have had to endure for literally our entire existence. Exactly. And here I am, a woman that has big boobs. So it's fucking like, you know, they they just stare at me and stare at my boobs. And just because I have big boobs, I'm an easy target. I hate that mentality. That's how it is for me with my booty. I mean, for me... Honestly. Do you know how many times at bars I've randomly had somebody walk up and hit my ass? Yeah, probably about as much as me. I threw my drink onto somebody before because of it. I was like, you don't fucking touch me. You do not get to touch strangers. (laughs) I don't know why you didn't get taught that when you were five like the fucking rest of us, but you don't do that, okay? Don't touch strangers. Just leave us the fuck alone. I couldn't imagine how much shit you had to deal with as a teenager with your fucking boobs. Yes, I was 12 years old. I remember specifically one time I was 12 years old. It was July. I'm walking to the store to buy eggs because my dad wanted me to go get eggs, right? I'm 12 years old. I'm wearing shorts and a tank top. It's fucking hot, you know? And these fucking dudes, grown-ass men, mind you, like, had to have at least been in their 20s or early 30s. That ain't right. Anyway, they pull up next to me and they try to fucking grab me and put me in their car. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. And, and like, I, I kicked them and I started, like, walking off and um, they pull up next to me again and the dude in the fucking passenger side, like, looks over at me and he, like... He goes like this. He goes, and then he goes, and he like sticks his tongue out at me. Mm-mm. I'm 12 years old, mind you. I didn't lose my virginity till I was at least 18. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm a virgin then. And look, I do have big boobs. I do have a big butt. I do have curves. Right? I'm shapely. <laughs> that shouldn't. Open the door for rape, though. But mind That's you, the problem. I'm, I'm 12. Yes, I'm. I might look older, but that's not because I'm trying to make myself look older. That's just how I fucking developed. Exactly. So fucking, he does that, and I'm. I was just like, ew, <laughs> you know, like because at that point in time, I still had no fucking interest in that sort of thing. Yeah. Because I didn't. I just. I just didn't. I was like, you know, it was the summer before sixth grade. So mind you, I still wasn't technically in middle school yet. Gosh, dude. I remember when I was in middle school, like I started developing my breasts coming out of fifth grade, but they didn't really like come in until I was like about through sixth grade coming into seventh As soon as I had boobs and I saw the shift in attention, I remember there was a biology teacher in my middle school um, that would literally gawk at every one of us girls because we had, and and mind you, these low-cut, air quotes, low-cut shirts were not that low-cut. They were above the chest plate. So, like, you could just barely imagine that there was cleavage there, right? And this dude would still, like, like be talking about biology and then stop talking to gawk awkward and uncomfortably at some little girl's chest yeah and i remember even then i'm like that's fucked up so i started wearing hoodies all the time yes all through middle school halfway through high school and then 
And of course, once I hit 16, I started getting cocky about my form. But before that, before that, I didn't have any interest in it. I didn't want any of that kind of attention from grown men. And it didn't matter. It still didn't matter. Even though I had a hoodie, they could just imagine what was under that. I am a grown-ass woman. I am 32 years old. I am a mom of two girls. But guess what? I still, like, have this freaking, like, huge stigma about me wearing low-cut shirts. I have giant boobs. And I can't, <laughs> I can't help it that every shirt that I wear is a boob shirt. It it's unavoidable after a, a certain fucking, size. I can wear a fucking t-shirt and it's a boob shirt. I can't fucking help it. But you know what? I try and keep myself covered up as much as possible. All because of men. Men making you uncomfortable. Or women who are self-conscious and yes, attack you for yes, looking yes, better. when yes. Look, people, okay. I used to get made fun of. People would say that I stuffed my bra. <laughs> why <laughs> like i mean okay you carry around this extra 20 pounds up top and tell me if i'm stuffing my bra or not okay first off wear whatever the fuck you want i will say if you are in the presence of children cover up your extremities okay we don't need to be showing kids we're not very talking sexual about behavior nursing and stuff you know obviously Mm-mm. we're all we both breastfed both of our babies i breastfed publicly and in private i don't give a shit tata's out free the titties okay but i will say if you're gonna gallivant around naked 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 when it's illegal that's a problem okay if you are not in a safe public space for that it's a problem don't be going out naked i'm gonna also say that if you're wearing something like a bikini or something that's very revealing guess what as long as your extremities are covered, I don't give a fuck. Rock that shit, sis. Yeah, whatever. Rock that shit, okay? End of story. I hate how many people try to pass judgment one way or another. Either they're super rapey or they're super condescending. Guess what, bitch? I've had two kids. Am I going to wear a crop top this summer? You bet the fuck I am. I'll play with my jelly roll every time you try to call it out, too. <laughs> I'll do the truffle shuffle. I don't give a shit. But you come at me with those rapey vibes and... I have built my entire keychain around bitches like you. (laughs) Don't try me. (laughs) Leave people alone. Don't comment on how nice her boobs look or how her smile would look really good. Guess what? It's not for you. Leave it alone. Okay? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, then. All right. Moving on to in the news. In the news? We all know people can be wild. Yes, even in public. Sometimes things get so wild, they make the news. Hey, here's some news articles we found. All right. Are you ready for this shit show? I'm ready for a shit show. This one's going to make you laugh. (laughs) So uh, this is actually a bit dated. This is from two months ago, and it comes from Fox 6 Now. Sounds super real. Um... (laughs) New Jersey man faces terroristic threat charges after purposefully coughing on a woman in Wegmans. (laughs) (laughs) This is in uh, Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, Prosecutors charged a man accused of coughing on another individual in stores and claiming that he was infecting with the virus. 
George the Fal- virus. George Falcone of Freehold is accused of having deliberately coughed on a Wegmans food markets employee, according to an official statement from the New Jersey Attorney General's office on Tuesday, March 24th. So, as you can tell, this is a bit dated, mm-hmm. but it's funny as fuck. <laughs> Falcone reportedly then told the woman that he had the coronavirus in the incident, which happened at about 6.30 p.m. on Sunday, March 22nd. Prosecutors said the woman was concerned that Falcone was standing too close to her and an open display of prepared food, so she asked him to step back as she covered the food. Instead, prosecutors said that he stepped forward, leaned towards her, and purposefully coughed in her direction. He then reportedly laughed and said he was infected with the coronavirus. (laughs) Reports said he also told two other store employees that they were lucky to even have jobs. When approached by a detective in the store following the incident, Falcone allegedly refused to cooperate or provide his name or driver's license. After approximately 40 minutes, Falcone finally identified himself and was permitted to leave. Prosecutors said terroristic threats, obstruction, and harassment charges were filed against him. (laughs) Was it worth it, though? These are extremely difficult times in which all of us are called upon to be considerate of each other, not engage in intimidation and spread fear, as alleged in this case, said Attorney General Gruel. We must do everything we can to deter from this type of conduct and any similar conduct that harms others during this emergency. This incident was not isolated as Falcone joined other U.S. citizens facing charges for similar actions. Fucking United States. Oh, man. Here's one. It says, uh, in Pennsylvania, North Middletown Township police alleged that a man deliberately coughed in the face of a recovering pneumonia patient and repeatedly claimed that he was infected with the coronavirus. Jesus Christ. Damn. Don't fuck with people. I know that you might have your own opinions about the whole COVID thing. If the whole fucking government says, let's shut everything down, you might want to take it a hint seriously. Look, I mean... At least to comply. You know, like, regardless of if you think it's real or fake, regardless of if you think it's a government conspiracy, I don't give a shit. Or if you even think that it's unnecessary. Still, just... If you think it's unnecessary and you don't want to wear the mask, Stay home. You don't have to do whatever the government says when you're at home. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what you do behind your closed doors. It's your house. You do you. But if you come into my store and you don't want to wear a mask and we have a rule in our store, not a state law, but our store rule that says you have to wear a mask, guess what? You got to leave or you got to wear a mask. You can comply. Like, that's cool. But if you're not going to, you're going to fucking leave. Forcefully, if necessary. I will call the police. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, my news article. Uh-oh. <laughs> is this some relatable tea? <laughs> comes from MarketWatch.com. <laughs> Costco shopper gets bounced from store after refusing to wear a mask. OMG, look at that tea. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. Americans everywhere are exercising their God-given rights <laughs> to be complete jerks. Hiss, hiss. Don't tread on me. <laughs> I'm doing a snake dance, but you can't see it. But you will when we start our YouTube. Yeah, you will. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not ready for everyone to see how fucking weird I really am. 
Y'all ain't ready either. (laughs) Whether it be taking guns into gallery of the Michigan State Capitol, tossing park rangers in the lake, or throwing a fit because Red Lobster took too long to bake those biscuits, Mm. countless freedom fighters are out there flouting the rules and vying for the title of King of the Covidiots. (laughs) I love it. And a new contender has just emerged. Oh, In a viral video making the rounds, one Costco shopper who refused to wear a mask thought it was a good idea to film the reaction of the store manager. We have the clip. Um, Anyway, so the store manager named Tyson, according to his Costco badge, has become a bit of an internet hero. (laughs) Fuck yeah, Tyson. (laughs) Don't you ever dull that shine. Apparently, the shopper was going for a much different reaction when he initially posted the clip. He later explained his position in a message posted by TMZ. (laughs) Which is so reputable. (laughs) TMZ is always worried about getting everything out first. Not always worried about getting it out first and right. So... I've got every fucking right not to wear a mask, he said. This isn't about wearing a mask. It's about control. I'm not the fucking sheep. I was one of the only people in the store not wearing a mask. Probably because they're supposed to wear masks. (laughs) He said, look at this point. Look at all these sheep wearing their masks. (laughs) So this particular shopper isn't alone, though. Yeah, of course not. The... Hashtag boycott Costco actually became a thing after the retail giant announced its masks mandatory policy for shoppers earlier this month. The reaction from the culture warriors fighting to punish a private company for trampling on their rights, question mark, <laughs> led to this fake response from Costco. <laughs> Some- oh, man. Somebody posted said, I will not shop at Costco until you remove your mandatory mask rule. And then the fake Costco said, thank you for taking such a brave stand, Sharon. We look forward to the documentary they will make about you someday. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't the real Costco. (laughs) Right. Um, Anyway, so let's see the video. All right. Ready for this? Oh, it's just a 37 second clip. I'm so ready for this. Hi everyone, I work for Costco and I'm asking this member to put on a mask because that is our company policy. So either wear the mask... And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. Have a great day. Have a great day. Yes, Tyson. Thank you very much. You put it on, I'll give you my card. He's going to take the card away because he's a pussy little bitch. Because that's going to help. There you go. Walk there away with all my stuff. It's actually not your stuff. Because I'm not a fucking sheep. It's actually not your stuff, Chad. Because you didn't buy it yet. So um, that guy posted that video to his Twitter for all of his you all of his followers, right? Well, guess what? He ended up eventually deleting his Twitter um, post because he got so much fucking backlash for it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Last time I woke up, I was in a free country. Motherfucker, <laughs> I hate when people say that. There are more laws and regulations in America than there are in several other countries. First and foremost. Second of all, 
I get that you have rights as a citizen, but really at a Costco employees where you're trying to flex this. Right. It's really funny. Like there's a couple of different Twitter posts of people reposting his thing, right? Uh one guy says, Costco, please give Tyson a raise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> please um, do. Somebody he else said, Have a good day, sir. Like he wasn't even like dramatic in right. his comeback. He was just not dealing with it. Right. And I can totally agree. Somebody else said Many stores have a no shirt, no shoes, no service policy, yet he wants to throw a fit about a no face no face mask, no service policy. Like, no shirt, no shoes, no service. That's a normal thing, but we're throwing a fit about mask. <laughs> oh, That's no. a temporary thing. Oh, no, you're impeding on my rights. Oh, and then somebody else was like, woke up in a free country, got in his truck that he must smog, put on his seatbelt or be fined, obeyed traffic laws or be fined, then refuses to wear a mask because it's an infringement. <laughs> <laughs> Do you pay your insurance with that mindset, buddy? <laughs> it's a free fucking country. No, the fuck it isn't. <laughs> I can't I'm not a fucking sheep. Um, yes, you are. I, was, I, was, I feel like you're more sheepy than most. You are. You a give sheep. off a strong sheepy vibe, bro. Sheepy sheep. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the ones that are always talking about not being a sheep that are the sheep, right? Just like saying. they're like super fascinated with not following the crowd as they're following the crowd. They're following a different crowd that's supposedly not following the crowd. <laughs> Guess <a> what? Trendier. <laughs> You're following a crowd. <laughs> it's just not a logical one. That's the real difference here. Oh, jeez. Jolly good show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So does that wrap up news then? It does. What is... So uh, if that wraps up in the news. Yeah. Now we're going to do... Alive in the field. Fuck yeah, we are. Woo! Live in the field. Live action news now. Right now news, right now. Only it's not live, because it's pre-recorded. Finger guns. This time it's me and my baby sister. <laughs> I'm not even going to hide that one. She's a very strong-willed woman. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> She's got her opinions and she'll let you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that we both know who you are, but for the sake of the podcast, could you please introduce yourself and tell the good people who listen what you do for a living? Yeah, so my name is Madison. I'm a surgical tech at a hospital, which basically means that I assist the surgeon during surgery. So if you've seen Grey's Anatomy, when the surgeon says scalpel, I am scalpel. <laughs> I am knife. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. But it's a, it's pretty cool. You know, I get to do a lot of stuff. I feel I've like... Heart, and I've done a lot of ortho and boobs. And, you know, I got to deglove a few penises in my day, which is always therapeutic during breakups. <laughs> no. I don't even know if I want to know. Mm. <laughs> Gross. 
Yeah, I'll stick to my basic retail work. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, how does the job you have now compare to other jobs that you've had in the past? Well, like you know, a lot of my jobs have been medical-related, except yeah. for Subway. Subway was not medical-related, but I do did learn a lot about, like, you know, hand hygiene at Subway, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my gloves sometimes, so that was the start. <laughs> I worked at a nursing home for a little bit in the kitchen, and then I went to work as an EMT. I worked as an EMT for two years, but basically the main difference is no one's awake. Like, I don't have to deal <laughs> with patients when they're <laughs> awake. <laughs> and that's really what I like about it. Oh, and no shit, because though. Am, yeah, because I am not a people person by any means. I have the worst bedside manner you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing so. it probably runs in the family. We're on, like, we're, we're 60 episodes deep, so I'm pretty exposed. <laughs> In fact, you're going to be making it to episode 61 if we counted them all together. Dang. So, um, what That's was cool. your favorite retail or food service job? I guess you only have one, huh? Yeah, just Subway, which I love Subway. It was great. We had a really great crew, and I was, uh, how old was I? I was 15 when I started at Subway, and I worked there for a year and a half. And, uh. I actually met my first real boyfriend at Subway. Well, so that was hey. exciting. But, Did you know, he make you sandwiches? We were all, we were all a bunch of <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> we put that freezer to use. No. Don't eat the cookies. <laughs> Don't eat the cookies. Never has a walk-in looked so tempting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, then... If that was your only food service job, what then, out of all the jobs you've ever worked, was the least favorite for you? Oh, God, I hate to say it. It makes me sound like an asshole, but oh, working as a CNA. No, it doesn't make you sound like an I asshole. Hated wiping ass. I hated wiping ass, dude. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was 16 wiping grandpa's butthole. Hot. If you yeah. were a couple years older, I you would have made like... it to the back room. Oh, gross. I got paid, like, God, nine bucks an hour to do it. Not shit. Mm. I thought it was good money. I brought I brought home three fifty every two weeks, and I was like, damn, I'm living the life right now. <laughs> I mean, I you were my, young. I, got, <laughs> I don't know. I got my phone bill paid. <laughs> so, if that was your least favorite job, what was your least favorite experience in work life so far it could even be at your favorite job but like the worst day at work i haven't had anybody die on me yet well that's so good that's a benefit <laughs> but probably the worst day i've had was oh i'm gonna need a second to think i can't even think all my days are so great it's hard <laughs> I love everything. Well, all you have to do is deal with witty doctor banter and unconscious patients. I wouldn't complain either. I cried in the 
to the doctor and he ripped it out of my hand and cut straight through my glove. And what he said to me was, are you bleeding? And I said, no, but I wouldn't use that needle because he cut through my glove. And he said, well, maybe you should let go faster next time and just turned away from me. What and I was dick. like, man, I don't know if I can deal with these assholes, dude. It's fucked. Mm. I had a lot of mess ups like that. Just guys being dicks, but mostly it's just stress because they have hard jobs and everything, you know? Yeah, I couldn't imagine. people. But anesthesia's dangerous. <laughs> but if things aren't going wrong and you know what to do, like, you know, the surgery front to back, and we'll have fucking Tupac playing. I had one surgeon one time come in, and he had all I do is win by Khalid blasting, and he was surgically dancing. He was going, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. And then he was throwing his arms up and rapping along. <laughs> it was the hell of a time. I'll be singing. Oh, that's it's funny. A good time. So it is what like Doctor Strange. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, in the beginning, not the mystical stuff. Come on. <laughs> I'm letting out the secret of the OR here today. <laughs> you, you came to spill the operating room tea, huh? <laughs> today, uh, we were doing a laminectomy, which is when you, uh, it's working on the spine. So you have the, the patient laying on their belly on the operating table, and then you just basically cut down to the spine and it uses a microscope and a huge setup and everything. You've got all these instruments everywhere and uh, they're digging down, you know, taking the, retracting the lamina. So they're basically like cutting the part of your, I'm trying to think of how to describe it in layman's terms. They're basically cutting your spine. They're cutting the bones of your spine to make you feel better somehow. I don't know how it works. I just know what they need for it. And <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's it's definitely rocket surgery here, so. <laughs> I know the anatomy, not the physiology, you know. <laughs> nope. Not yet. That's why I'm glad you're my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we're just going through it, and I'm shooting the shit with the doctor and she starts telling me about well we started talking about the quarantine and everything and the anesthesiologist looks at me and he says so how was your corona season <laughs> and I was like it was great at a time you know because I work at a surgery center so we were off for fucking eight weeks so I just chilled and fucked around got two kittens and you know, it was good. And then she was telling me about uh, this guy she went on a date with before she met her fiance. And she's like, you know, she's just whittling away at this person's back. Like we're, you know, he's a, he's a chubby fella. So she's like four inches deep into this guy's back. Just <laughs> talking to me about. <laughs> and she says, I was talking about my uh, Tinder experiences and everything and Bumble experiences. And she's like, I went out with this guy one time, and we went on one date, and it was really nice. You know, we went to Cheddar's, got a, got a drink, got some onion rings, 
we're just talking and he's real cool. And then later he starts texting me and he's telling me, you know, you seem really open and you seem really honest and I don't feel like I could say anything to scare you off. And she's like, well, I wouldn't be so sure, but let's try. So he's like, I've got this neighbor. Uh, she's a single mom and I help her out a lot. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, it's great. You're contributing to those in need. You're such a saint. <laughs> and he says, yeah, I buy your groceries and she gives me blowjobs. <laughs> Fair deal, huh? <laughs> and then we just started talking about prostitution and when it's okay and when it's not okay. And the anesthesiologist talking about prostitution. And then I'm like, you know what, though? At least he was honest. Because you're not going to find who's that upfront in the beginning. And I asked her, I said, if he wouldn't have told you that over text, would you have seen him again? And she was like, yeah, it was a great day. You know, we went to Cheddar's. I definitely would have seen him again. And I'm like, then you should be glad. <laughs> like, that's more reason to go see him again. And you don't have to give him head. Like... <laughs> that base is already covered? <laughs> yeah, if that's out of the picture, I mean, come on. It's not that bad. You gotta think logically about these things. But, you know, put the patient back on the bed and extubated him and rolled him out of the room. And she said bye and I said bye. And that was the first time we ever worked together, so that was fun. And... <laughs> And that's how it goes sometimes. I remember another time we're in the middle of a uh, a hand surgery. And I'm working again for this because I'm I'm new to this field. I just started. I just graduated school last August, so I've only been there since August of last year. So I'm going on. Oh God, eight months. Is that eight months? Ten. Right. A surge tech, not a mathematician. <laughs> Okay, well, let me math it for you. It's 10 months. But anyway, I'm new to this field. <laughs> and uh, so I'm working with this hand surgeon, and we're just doing, like, little basic stuff. We're doing, like, trigger finger releases, carpal tunnels, medial tunnel release, and Z-plasties, and little, little hand surgeries. And I'm, like, I'm just standing there, giving him his instruments and helping him out. And I'm, like... We should put some music on. He says, oh, yeah, you want to play some music? And I got a heads up from my coworker before this. This guy who's been there 20 years, my coworker. So he's, like, got all the deets on all the surgeons. And he says, he can be an asshole. He's a real big asshole. And he can be very condescending. So I just wouldn't even try to make conversation with him. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to make conversation with him. I'm, I'm feeling it today. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, we should play some music. And he says, oh, yeah, you want some music? What do you want to listen to? Like, I, I think that we should put on Taylor Swift. And he says, Taylor Swift? I said, you don't like Taylor Swift? He's like, oh, I like Taylor Swift. I said, you're just an old pervert. And he said, mm, maybe I am. And then he says, look, I got a joke for you. And, you know, the whole time, patients asleep, we're digging into their palm and everything. Everything's fine. And he says, I got a joke for you. And I said, okay, go for it. And he says... He says, two, two gay guys are in their house having sex, and the house catches on fire. Who gets out first, the one on top or the one on bottom? 
And so I said, the one on top. And he said, no, the one on the bottom, because he's already got his shit packed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I worked as an EMT for two years for a private ambulance service. And it was cool. You know, I got paid thirteen fifty to be a taxi cab that takes blood pressures, and I really liked that. And uh, one time, I'm driving, we're going across town, it's like an hour and a half drive, my partner's in the back with the patient, and it's a patient that we picked up from a psych place. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, I'm driving, and I, I, my partner's in the airway seat, and the patient's on the cot, strapped in and everything, and I hear, <laughs> I hear the patient go, do you know what my name is? And my partner says, isn't it blah, blah, blah? And he says, no. I have many names. <laughs> Some people call me Beezlebub. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hope y'all had holy so, water in that ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I just barely catch this. I'm like, is this guy for real? So I'm craning my neck back to try and push my ear to the window <laughs> that we have. So I can hear this conversation, and the guy is telling this, telling my partner about how he was conceived in space, and God is his God is his dad, and he knows it because he was there, like he was this spiritual entity that got to watch God fuck his mom, which would be an experience in itself, you know. I mean, that does sound pretty fucking wild, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he says. God is real. You know how I know God is real? And my partner's like, oh, man. <laughs> and this kid's reaching into his pocket. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. like, so, so he tells me later, he says, this kid's reaching into his pocket, and I'm like, he's going to pull out a knife and stab me and make it a sacrifice to Beezlebub. <laughs> and then he says, you know how I know God is real? And pulls out a piece of paper and puts it very delicately into my partner's hand. And he opens it up. And it's a piece of paper. And written on it is God is real. <laughs> <laughs> See? It's a transcript from ancient times a few days ago when I wrote it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wild though. I would have been freaking out, too. Because you guys have, like, a window between you, right? Or is it's that a like door? It's, like, an open area. You can, like, crawl through it and stuff. Okay. Yeah. It just depends on the ambulance. They're all kind of different. But then there was a another guy. It was He was from this really not good nursing home. Like, it was just uh, not well-funded or anything. And it was kind of low and... So we go to pick him up, and he's, like, being a really thick accent. And, uh, he's, one day, we're taking him to his appointment and everything, and he's telling me, he's frustrated with me, and I'm in the back of him, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I understand you're frustrated, you know, I wish there was more I could do, let's just get you to this appointment, and then we'll get you back. It's, you know, 
we just have to take you to this appointment. And he says, oh, you know, you know. And I was like, do you want me to call your daughter? Do you want me to call anybody so you can talk to them? And he goes, call my daughter, daughter, granddaughter, great, great granddaughter, fuck them all. And I'm just like, damn, dude, calm down, Z. <laughs> Why are you so angry right now, sir? <laughs> he was, he was pissed. He damn. Was pissed. Well, I have one more question. It's the last one I got, okay? So, what advice do you have for anyone considering your line of work? Considering surgical tech? Or even just in the medical field in general. But you could talk specifically about surgical tech. Mm -hmm. Well, medical field in general. You don't have to be a genius to make it. That <laughs> is rewarding. It's nice to know you're helping people. You definitely have to study. Get a job in a healthcare facility at entry level. Do the custodial work. Work in the kitchen because they will pay for you to go back to school if you work at a hospital. You will get tuition reimbursement. I was working in sterile processing which is cleaning surgical instruments while I was in school and that got me 50% off my tuition through their surgical tech program I don't even have my associate's degree I just have a uh, certification and right now I just started back yesterday to take prereqs for nursing online and they have tuition reimbursement so hopefully I can come out of this with minimal to no debt that's really cool. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even think about them doing tuition programs like that. Yeah. That's cool. They'll do a lot for you. You get on if you get into a hospital, take the grimy positions. Because those grimy positions, if you are interested in anything medical, will lead you somewhere if you put in the effort to do it. Yeah. And if you don't put in the effort to do it, they still have, like, an 11 or $12 minimum wage at hospitals, so it's not like you're making peanuts. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty cool. It's not like you're getting paid nine nine twenty five to wipe grandpa's butthole. And I bet that's a backroom title. Wiping grandpa's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Hmm. You got anything else you want to say to the listeners? You guys should all follow. We tell all the tea. <laughs> all right, Maddie. Thanks for doing this interview with me. Bye. All right. So wasn't that fun? <laughs> Amy. Flexi. It's tea time. Tea time. Let's do this. Clink! All right. So, Lexi, you want to read your story first? I sure could. The title is, I love that touching staff is no longer socially acceptable in the age of COVID-19. I fucking love it. I really do. Because I hated how people just don't understand what personal space is. For real. And, you know, like, I'm not a big touchy person 
as it is, really, like, I'm a super awkward hugger. I really am. Like, like She really knows. is. She gives me stepbrother hugs. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> She's like, I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, touching. I, uh, I, I really love you. I really do. <laughs> I know. I know. It's funny because I used to be such a hugger. And, like, as I'm getting older, I'm getting to be much less of a hugger. Right? <laughs> And now I don't want people to touch me at all. And I'm like, oh, man, I tormented Amy those first couple years of our friendship. <laughs> She's like, too many hugs. Stop touching me. Like, Can't even we, my like, husband. acknowledge air hugs and be happy and move on? Yes. So this is just a small silver lining in these times. But suddenly, touching the staff here is no longer socially acceptable. Yes. And I love it. <laughs> I'm sure that comes as a relief for many of us who have been grasped, groped, prodded, poked hugged, etc. during our years in the retail industry. Or they accidentally brushed up their hand next to your butt. Or on your butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they just, they, whoops. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, that really? one. That one these days will get you knocked out, buddy. Go mm-hmm. ahead, try it. Uh, I'm gonna be rolling like this for quite some time. Regular coming in for a hug? Sorry, buddy. We're all about the social distancing right social now. Social distancing. Of course, we got to give it time, though. Everyone is going to get cocky now that the air quotes virus is gone. No, and it's not. soon refusing hugs and shoving people away will make will be seen as a political statement. Yeah, of course, don't fucking touch me. These yeah. are the people. The people who call it a political statement are also the people who give you unwanted hugs all the time. <sighs> the same ones who try to send like unsolicited dick pics, yes. stuff like that. It's like a whole breed of human there. They just don't understand that there are boundaries right. <laughs> and you should respect those boundaries. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that one was kind of short, but with, totally agree. With the the move, you know, for my last, like, two, three shifts at the store, I couldn't even tell you how many freaking customers, like, wanted to hug me. And the sentiment is nice and I, I love it, you know, like. Some of them I did awkwardly hug them. They were like, we know that we're not supposed to be touching people during this time, but you're leaving us and we're going to miss you. And I'm like, fine, but I'm probably going to get the Rona now. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "Mm." (laughs) no, I mean, I had some great customers at that store that I did. I do love and I will miss, you know. And so, yeah, I, I, I did give out a few happy hugs but some of them were kind of reluctant hugs and very awkward butt out hugs you know <laughs> like just little pats on the back with like just like <laughs> you're like three <laughs> fingers on the back of the neck like <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> good job buddy now anyway. fuck off <laughs> <laughs> so amy what's your first story Retail during COVID is leeching the humanity out of me. (laughs) I had an altercation with a customer that was just kind of the last straw for me for the day. Today has been a day of aggressive customers. Lots of complaints about things out of my control, the usual. It's been going on for three months now, but I feel like all the shitty people and the constant grousing and zero support from HR are building up and making me an angry, miserable person. Relatable. Right. (laughs) The final customer of the day was the last straw for me. She was looking for a phone charger. 
which we keep behind the counter. And she was trying to come behind the counter to get a better look. Um, excuse me, ma'am. Behind the counter? Behind the counter. Like the employees, the employees only only area? Okay, just double checking. Yes. No, bitch. <laughs> that ain't how this works. So the cashier was asking them to step back and saying that she would find the charger for her. But she ignored the cashier. I stepped in and asked her to move away from behind the counter in order to give the cashier six feet of space. Social distancing, get the fuck back. Whoa, right? (laughs) Anyway, but the customer just said that the cashier should back away instead. You gotta be fucking high as hell. Right? Making demands of the employees. You're behind the counter where employees are only supposed to be. Why? And then you're telling the employee to back away? No, lady, you back away. So I told her firmly, ma'am, you can't go behind the counter. The cashier will help you find what you are looking for. At which point the customer threw the charger she had in her hand against the wall, got up and slammed her basket on the counter. Oh, girl. She started yelling at me that I hurt her feelings and (laughs) I was being mean to her and that was just it for me and we got into an argument (laughs) I told her I didn't care about her feelings (laughs) 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 people like her hurt my feelings all day all I'd asked her to do was follow the rules I didn't raise my voice I was polite but some customers hate being told anything uh, too relatable. Uh-huh. That's the story at the heart of every COVID-19 customer complaint. Some cashier told them what to do, and they didn't like it. Oh, my God. In the fucking Dawn of Karens. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're watching Dawn of the Dead, but it's instead Dawn of, like, of actual brain-dead, flesh-eating zombies, we have brain-dead, super-entitled Karens. Dawn of the COVID Karens. Oh, my God. Dawn of the COVID Karens. Anyway. Um, it wasn't my finest hour, I'll admit. (laughs) I told her I thought she was mean, too. She said she was a good person who helped people for a living. So I got sarcastic and said, oh, well, I guess it's okay for you to treat retail workers like garbage, though, right? She yelled that we're all supposed to be in this together. And instead, I'm being mean. I said, I don't think we're in this together at all. And people like you show me that every day. (laughs) A fucking men. And she did not appreciate that. She yelled, fine, sorry, forgive me. It sounded so sarcastic, but I should have taken it. I feel like. I feel like that's a response I would get out of my nine year old when I tell him to go to his room. Fine. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> I might have some experience with your kid. That almost <laughs> sounded exactly like my oldest. Ugh. Right. That is his trademark. If if he ever had a catchphrase, it back wouldn't use words. Slumps away. It would be a fucking sigh and a slump and, and a skulk all the way to his room. <laughs> anyway. Uh, It sounded so sarcastic, but I should have taken it, should have smiled sweetly and said, thank you, in the most professional tone. But instead, I just said no and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't appreciate, I don't, 
I do not accept your apology. No. <laughs> that that Bugs Bunny picture. No. No. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> she left cussing me out and promising revenge. Now, Aww, don't threaten me with a good time, baby. <laughs> no, right? Aw, you're just so cute. I'm like the worst person to come out know, sideways right? when it I'm comes to like, work. Oh, bless your heart. I never, <laughs> never say that. I, I usually look right at him the same way. And just smile with a shame. Yeah, it's grin. like... It's like the I dare you face. That's what it is. Um, Go ahead. Try me. Lexi will be looking over her imaginary glasses like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, it gets to a dangerous point when I like, instead of saying anything, I do a one small chuckle. Yeah. That's when you know I'm getting to a psychotic level of I will murder you. (laughs) Like, don't push anymore, honey. You are exceeding your limits. When I just start chuckling, uh, uh, that's that's the point right there. It's that's that's the, the psychotic break right there. Like, that's that's you're the teetering, sign. you're teetering. Fucking try <laughs> me. Now I'm exhausted and super angry at myself, and I'm probably gonna get in trouble. I'm not looking forward to that talk with my boss at all. There were so many moments that I should have walked away, but she kept needling me, and I kept taking the damn bait. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but fuck her. Like, one hundred percent though. <laughs> fuck her. Thing is, she wasn't even the worst customer of the day. She was just the last person taking her sweet time at the end of the night, not giving a damn about the people waiting for her to finish shopping so they can go home. Yep, I hate those people. Throwing stuff around and having a temper tantrum because she was asked not to come behind the cash counter. And I'm so tired of it. And what did it get me? Nothing. Now I'm worried she's gunning to get me fired. I'm going to have to explain the whole thing to my boss in the morning and I have no excuse. Yeah, she sucked for throwing shit and yelling and generally being rude. But it's my fault for taking the bait and yelling back. You can't win an argument with a customer no matter how in the wrong they are because corporate has their back, not yours. Yep. Honey, you're fine. And your boss will probably just be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that, but fuck her. (laughs) One, as long as rudeness to customers isn't habitual, sticking up for yourself is necessary, and sometimes customers are going to blow that out of proportion. No matter how good you were, they're always going to try and come up. Oh, she hit me! Honey, did she though? We can tell by your story that obviously you are a good person. Yep. (laughs) And Karen with the phone chargers. (laughs) I'm... We don't care about her feelings. (laughs) And if corporate doesn't have your back, fuck that job. You can always get another one. Always. Yep. So that's my first story. What is your second story? This one's titled, Wine Lady's Husband is in the Hospital. Oh, all right. (laughs) Who is Wine Lady? (laughs) So I work at, insert giant corporation name here, and I'm relatively new. I was working the self-checkout lane and this lady skips the line and approaches me she says hey can you check me out for this wine real quick my husband is going to the hospital right now and i need to check it out quickly my husband's going to the hospital but i need this wine 
Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so I say, no, but you can go after this gentleman right here. So then she patiently waits and all is well until oh, she comes up to me and says, this wine rang up as $5.99, but the sign said $4.99. A dollar difference. So I say, okay, let me call my manager because I don't know how to change prices. So then I call my manager who says it's illegal to change price on alcohol. Again, I'm new and definitely did not know this. So the manager says she will come and help sort the problem out. I guess I, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I, didn't either. I don't know if that's a state thing or if that's an everywhere thing. I, I don't know. I only worked at a cashier at Schmalmart for like two weeks before I transferred into Something a tells department. Something this, this is a similar store like a Schmalmart or yeah. a Schmroger. Schmroger. <laughs> Can't do it that way. Kroger. Fuck. Kroger. <laughs> Schmalus. <laughs> Works a little better. Anyways, um, so I uh I walk over to the lady and I tell her that the manager is coming. She says, Let me just cancel the transaction and it will fix it. And I say, No, that's not how. And she cuts me off to say, way. I pressed cancel. Now cancel it and I'll ring it up again. So I say still gonna ring up five ninety nine, lady. Okay. So I cancel the order and my manager comes over to check the wine and ask about the situation. He says, Hi, can I see the wine to go check the price? Uh manager looks at the wine and then leaves to find it. And the lady says, Well, why don't you just have a list to check it right now? And I say, That's not how this store works. We just check the item and then call someone to go check the price. Are we supposed to keep an itemized list of every single fucking thing in this giant that's, store? That's impossible. Like, I mean, they do have giant lists. Yes. Yes, they do. But, I mean, to keep at every register? Or, like, no. <laughs> Usually the only people who see those full lists are, like, the, the, like, full Receiving store managers. managers. Yep. Yeah, because they got to make sure that everything is there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so she says... I should have just got it before I left. I drove three hours and I want this wine and my husband's in the hospital waiting. I don't have all day. My hours. store is better. You, you drove th for three hours while your husband's in the hospital to get some, get a bottle of wine, a bottle of wine. Well, I'm wondering if maybe they drove the three hours for the hospital. <laughs> And then, like, she stopped at this store on her way up to the hospital. I have no idea. Well, no, he's the at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Already. So she had to leave the hospital to come and buy wine. Or maybe she made this stop, like, before she even got there. She's <laughs> like, fuck him. He can wait. <laughs> guess it ain't that emergent. Mm. This wine. Anyway. <laughs> So lady continues to huff and puff over again about $1 until my manager returns. Manager, okay, so the sign does say four ninety nine, but it's a problem with the... And the lady cuts him off to say, well, can't you just change the price? The manager no. says, no, it's a problem with the system, and it's illegal to change the price of alcohol anywhere. The lady says, well, that's just lying now. Why would you put up a sign out then? Why is it ringing up like this? You're discriminating against me. You are infringing my rights. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, so I say, yes, it is a mistake and it's just a problem with the system, but we cannot change the price. The lady then says, well, get me someone who can change the price. <laughs> the manager says, nobody in this store can do it. Then the lady says, 
I want to talk to a manager. I am the Sorry, manager. I have to read it that way because it was typed that way. <laughs> so then the manager says, I am the manager. <laughs> the lady says, I don't want it anymore. Just keep it. I'm never coming back here. My store is better. Okay, I should have just bought it before I left. See you later. <laughs> the manager don't says, okay, have a good day. And I say, thanks, manager. Manager says, no problem. I get paid to get yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that is what they are paid the extra bucks for. Literally, they are the yelling buffer for people. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is your second story, Amy? You have to take them off first. <laughs> take what off first? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to be PG, but my brain's like, did we just get naked? <laughs> so this isn't my story. It happened to my coworker, so it's not verbatim, but I thought it was too funny not to share. So we mainly sell clothes, and if someone comes back with something faulty, we will refund or replace it, no problem. Like the seam has come apart or they followed the washing instructions and it still shrank, etc. So this woman came up to the tills and told my coworker that a pair of pants she had bought recently were faulty and she would like a refund i can't remember what exactly she said the fault was but it was something pretty minor like maybe some ripped threads or a small hole where the seam was maybe she has a receipt so she should be able to get the full price she paid back or a replacement if she finds another pair she likes no problem right well co-worker asks for the pants so she can start the return and the lady says I can't give them to you. I'm wearing them. What? <laughs> That's and not how this works. <laughs> my coworker says, I'm sorry, I can't give you a refund or exchange if you are wearing and want to keep the pants. And the lady says, but I want a refund. I'm wearing them. I can't give them to you. If there's something wrong with them, why are you wearing them? Clearly they're functioning just fine. <laughs> I'm missing this this problem here. The coworker says, I understand, but our policy is we can only do the return if you give the item back to us. What is this? Like, do you remember I had a story it's a past a past episode the with the fucking boots. Yep. She's like, I want a refund, but I'm keeping these boots. No, it doesn't fucking work that way. It doesn't way. work that and way. And the fact that there are people out there that think that they can get their money back and keep the thing is ridiculous. <laughs> They're like does this work? I'm going to try it anyways, because fuck it. Why not? So, um, this goes on for a bit, and a manager has to be called to tell her, no, you cannot get a refund for a faulty item if you still want to keep and wear that faulty item. If you're still happy to wear it, then that means there are no reasons for us to refund it. Thank you. <laughs> Yup. If you would like to come back later to get the refund, that is no problem, but we must keep anything returned as faulty. Eventually, Pants Lady gave up and left. Our managers, thankfully, are usually pretty good at backing us up when customers are that ridiculous. We all spent the rest of the day laughing about it and wondering just how brazen or stupid do you have to be to come in wearing the item you claim is faulty and want a refund for. Mm. <laughs> These pants, they're they're faulty pants. Give me a refund. 
But I'm wearing them, and I, I want to keep them. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. That's well, not can... how this works. <laughs> not how any of this works. You can keep them, but you can't have your money. No. You already did the tradesies. There's no tradesies back. <laughs> no. Jesus fucking Christ, people. <laughs> All right. So is it time for demographics then, Amy? It is. So All right. Let's see who is our number one city still. Reigning champs. Tigered, Oregon. Hey. Tigard. Tigered. <laughs> tigered. Y'all been tigered. <laughs> anyway, what's our second place city, Amy? Chicago, Illinois. Still holding that spot. Hell yeah, Windy City. Keep it the fuck up. And our third city. <laughs> Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> I have to really work my way through that one. Because I can't say Calgary. <laughs> because then Amy will laugh at me, you guys. She's such a jerk. <laughs> I'm just a little lowly Midwesterner. <laughs> with my hard R's. And my enunciated owls. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, Amy. What is our fourth place city this week? Fourth place, still still hanging in there. San Jose, California. Hell yeah. Mm. Keep it up, y'all. Lexi, with our sign-off quote. This is directly about our self-quarantine and stay-at-home life, okay? <laughs> now that we're home... It's happy hour every hour. Sure Time is. for a quarantini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> I'll drink to that, bro. <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Make sure you go and like our Facebook page, Confessions of Retail, all the tea. Also find our group, fans of Confessions of Retail, all the tea. Don't forget to find us on Twitter. We are at Corat Pod. Yeah, we are. Corat for life, yo. Corat for life, yo. And then you can also check out our Instagram page. Confessions of Retail Podcast. Woo! So, this is our stop. Until next week when the shit show rolls on. Amy and Lexi. Signing off. was a Titan cast episode.